Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part friendly panel show, part vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Vince Layton, host of the show, Spirit of the Bingo Balls, and Games Master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way just to keep it interesting. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade. It's a very exciting episode. I've got three brilliant comedians, but also entrepreneurs because they all run their own comedy clubs individually. It's exciting. Helen's looking really confused. Helen Bauer. Remember Gigglers? You do that. One. You you do do Gigglers every week. I've seen you. Oh, yeah, but Catherine Bohart runs it. I'm just there for the... Uh... The shouting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely why we booked you. Helen Bauer is here to do shouting for us. I think I'm genuinely on Gigglist, just they've got some like diversity because otherwise everyone's a lesbian. So they're like, oh, let's get a stupid straight girl on. And I'm like, we'll do it. And you're foreign as well, though. You've got the German side of it. You can add that. Oh, yeah, Naklar, yeah. So a bit yeah. of German, bit of straightness. That's what everyone yeah. wants. About. You want to start yeah. talking in an accent more. You'll get on the telly a lot more. Do you think? Definitely. German yeah. accent, though? I don't think. Works for Henning. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen him for a while. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to do this whole thing in German now, um, just based (laughs) on Matt's comedy promotion recommendation, okay? It's going to be a brilliant experience for us and the listeners. Oh, oh, guys. (laughs) The the voice you heard encouraging the new German stunt that we're taking was the lovely Math Brown. How are you? Are you well? Oh yeah, I'm very well, thank you, Vix. Are you? Oh well, you can't complain, can you? Uh, it feels less and less like I might die an untimely death, so that's good news, you know. Well, that's something. Coming, yeah. out, coming out the other side of this now, aren't we? Well, let's see. You know, you never know, do you? But you know, <laughs> the, the thing is, you've got to look at how the self improvement has helped. You know, over the year, uh, the past was it fourteen months. I've gone from drinking one bottle of wine to three bottles of wine a day now. So, you know, that's you know, that's commitment. It's beautiful. Yeah, genuinely impressive as well. Thank that's you very hard. much. Yeah, Frau yeah, yeah. Bauer loved it. Well, it's not. I know I'm a wine drinker, and three bottles is genuinely hard to get down. Because <laughs> you can't, you can't down wine. You can, but it's you very can. difficult to <laughs> continue after downing it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well done. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a lot of hard work this year. It's good well to set targets and achieve them. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and we have the brilliant 
Essex King. Ross McGrain, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Fix. How are you? I'm good. What have you got in your mug? Uh, that is tea, actually. Oh. Is that okay. WKD you're drinking in a in a as a, as an Essex King, as you put it? That is <laughs> <laughs> no, for the audience at home, I've got a bright blue cocktail called a Corpse Reviver. Corpse Reviver. A corpse Reviver. Yep, because Monday is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's a WKD blue, though. You're right. Like I'm not, you can just I'm, say it's a cocktail by putting a bit of lime in it, but it's still a WKD. It, it is. It's an aniseedy WKD. I've been overcharged. I've been East Londonified. I'm like, if I just say it enough, it becomes true. <laughs> I love a WKD blue. Though. The sugar does things to me. Okay. So. Right. Um, so you've all, we all claim that you've read the rules of the game. So let's just crack on. Oh no, Muff's shaking his head. Don't worry. Few have before. <laughs> <laughs> you said I could wing it. Yes, you can. It doesn't mean you should. Oh, yeah. Well, I read the rules. I am also relying on the winging of it. <gasps> if I lose now, can you imagine how embarrassing that's going to be after I've read the rules? I did read. I did read the rules. That was a, a bit, 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 but I didn't. I didn't prepare anything. This is um, episode twenty nine, and I'm going to level with you. We're finishing episode thirty for season one. These rules aren't surviving in season two. they're they're not progressing to the next stage they're not going to judges houses anyway the category is drunk behavior who has got a story on that yeah i've got a story on that and um i was 19 years old um so it's going back a bit i'm now 46 yeah 46 um and i didn't really drink then because i was pretty much a professional footballer so i didn't really have uh, any tolerance that i've got now <laughs> um, but i went to on a sunday afternoon to a local pub with a girlfriend at the time uh, and uh, drinking with her dad and her cousin and i had about six pints of guinness i've never drunk guinness before and i mean i it would have taken me a pint and a half of any lager then just to get drunk that six pints of guinness and they, they thought it was hilarious as you do uh, but I ended up staying at their house. And uh, what actually happened is during the night, uh, I went for a sleepwalk and ended up going for a wee whilst having a sleepwalk. But the place that I was weeing was in her parents' bedroom and her parents <laughs> whilst they were in bed. Oh, my God! <laughs> How long did that relationship last okay, after that? Um, it, you know, it still, it still went on for a little bit. Like her dad found it, her mum found it hilarious. Her dad was annoyed, but then found it funny the next day. Did but they yeah, wake was, up at the time? I woke up to her, to them screaming, and yeah. then just turned and ran and got back into bed and pretended it didn't happen. And then uh, woke up at like five in the morning, just left. <laughs> so I'm, never <laughs> going, I'm never ever going back. And then you know, at the time, the, the government at the time phoned me, phoned me up and said they think it's hilarious. Don't worry about it. And, wow. uh, oh my you were so lucky they found well, that funny it was, it was mortifying and to this day it's still mortifying for me were oh. they from essex like, were they from essex because i mean that is part of the course where i'm from quite <laughs> <laughs> posh it's from door they're from uh just uh well, dorking sorry so they're actually quite posh people as well it's a nice big house clearly out of my league and uh yeah to this day i don't drink guinness for that reason i'll have one and that's it <laughs> Just triggered the memory yeah, yeah. of this coming back to you. Ironically, you had several bathrooms in the house you could have chose from. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very, very true. Or other members of the family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. Was that the first time you've met them? 
no, no, no. I've known them for uh, you know six months or so. Oh, uh, that's all right then. Yeah, yeah, it's nicer when it's more personal when you're pissing on someone, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you don't yeah. want to do the introduction, but when you know each other a bit, it's kind of like yeah. taking the relationship to a new level, really. Intimate. It? It's an intimacy, yeah. a special intimacy. Um, <laughs> has anyone got an advance on that story? <laughs> I thought I had a drunk story, but now I've heard that one. I genuinely like. I want to just jump out of a window and just like quit already. <laughs> I thought mine was embarrassing and now I'm like I've clearly lived a very sheltered life <laughs> like I mean I've definitely got so drunk I've like missed the toilet whilst I thought I did actually use a urinal one time when I was drunk which women can do and I will stand by that to this day like I want us to accept that women can piss in urinals and then we'll fight for equal pay I just want to like focus on the topics <laughs> like a, tr- a trough based one or an individual no, 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 urinal no, an individual one I had to really press myself against the wall but it was it was arty um no my drunk story <laughs> how did you find yourself in uh toilet with a urinal oh classic cues too long for the ladies no one's in the men's and then just that moment of like well well when in rome yeah you know? i have a question did you do it front wise or <laughs> Ross, don't do this to yourself mate <laughs> <laughs> no, let him ask his questions. Front ways, obviously. I sort of pressed myself, <laughs> pressed myself against the wall and then was like, just piss straight down, which is <laughs> you can decide as a woman. But I like, I was picturing like a waterfall and it was successful. Well, like, yeah, but the thing is, you can't tell because all the men's toilets are always constantly covered in piss on the floor anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You, yeah, you were. Why are you bothering to even aim it at that point? Just, well, just... I would know if it was my piss on the floor because boys' piss is blue and girls' piss is pink, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mine would have glitter everywhere. <laughs> uh, I'm so sad. Is that's not even my drunk story? Right, come that's on. Just a little bit. Of like I once pissed in a urinal, but like I think always drunk stories it always goes to body liquids. So we've done piss um now, so I'm gonna do um vomit. I'm a real drunken vomiter. Like even when I know the next drink will be a vomit if anything I just push it further because then I've got more room for the kebabs because like I'm someone who drinks to get drunk so I can drunk eat that's the main aim of it of the night because I love that feeling of like calories don't count and it's melting in my mouth and meat's just yeah um it tasted better but I was like felt the vomit coming but I was in a conversation with a guy and I was like 2021 and like so in love with him and I'd been like stalking for like a year like I just knew his work schedule do you know what I mean and we were like in a really intense conversation trauma bonding so I was like I can't leave this and then I wanted to seem cute so I was like oh I feel like I'm gonna vomit but maybe I can just get away with a cough and release some air almost so I raised my hand like a lady would and I coughed but as I coughed the vomit came up but it hit my hand with such force that it bounced back into my face. Like I was like I was high-fiving my own sick. And then I don't know, I I'm not a natural chooser of dignity, but for me the moment felt like there was a chance, a chance he hadn't noticed. Despite the fact I was covered. So I just continued the conversation. Oh no. Like, oh, so you're from Suffolk originally cute like <laughs> I, I I love that energy um Thank but you. he had noticed though did what? that go any further yeah. no he noticed oh yeah no then I waited another six months got drunk professed my love for him and then um he was like 
no, absolutely not. And I was like, fair play, actually, fair play. Yeah, yeah. It's been a did, long yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me ask, where did I lose you? Was it when I was sick into my own hands and washed my face with it and then carried on? Can I, can I just <laughs> I ask you, around. fill in a feedback form for me? <laughs> was there any shot before that? <laughs> did you walk into the toilets when you were in there? Was I? Did you walk into the toilets when you were in there? <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> what a follow-up that would have been, though. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe it. You know Big Helen who pisses in the urinals and vomits in her face? She fancies me. I think I'm going to give that a go. Here she comes. <laughs> like, yeah, you missed out. <laughs> I've never fancied you more. Ross, what about you? <laughs> uh, mine, I mean, doesn't involve bodily fluids. Good. It does involve a celebrity. So <gasps> I feel like that uh, uh, garners some extra points. I, I was uh, at V Festival a few years back. Um, in a professional capacity, I was the spare act for the comedy tent, which is as glamorous as it sounds. <laughs> I was there in case one of the other acts uh, did a Helen Bauer and puked into her own hand and couldn't go on stage. And, uh, oh, she I, would have gone on. I got, <laughs> I got to bring a plus one with me, and I said to the plus one, like, you know, we've got backstage passes, but we can't be all like showboat. We've got to look like we belong here. We can't be like, you know, talking to famous people and getting autographs and stuff. Uh, fast forward about six hours and I was shit-faced in the cocktail bar and managed to convince Craig David to call in sick from work for me for the following day. <laughs> <laughs> Blagging that I had to help him with his tech rehearsal. <laughs> and that is the gospel truth. And do you know what? He fucking did it, mate. <laughs> did you help him with his tech the next day or no, did you no, just use him? My mate told me what had happened the next day. I figured it was bullshit, and then I found out. I mean, he, he rang him on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> what happened? Did, were you friends after that? Have you ever told Craig David about this? No, I mean, the memory's patchy, but I think I was... Uh, I was doing the opposite of what I'd told my mates to do and just being particularly like, oh, you got to ring, you should ring up my boss, you should ring him up. Like, I, Another caveat is I was actually mates with the bloke I was supposed to be working with as well. And I felt like this was the best way to say, I haven't got shit faced. I'm genuinely doing something quite exciting and important um, and have Craig David, the fucking legend, to uh, ring my boss and say... Can I ask a question? Yes. What what was your job you were doing the next day? It wasn't like paramedic or delivering life-saving organs. <laughs> uh, well, I actually worked for the police force. I was a uh, special... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> We've already had pro footballer. I was prepared to believe. <laughs> you were all so fascinating. It's nothing that exciting. I worked for a, a glass company. We made glass whiteboards that were also magnetic. Because <laughs> yeah, the comedy was that. going really well, guys. At that <laughs> Hey, you were first reserve. Believe it or not, being a spare act doesn't pay as well as you'd think it does. <laughs> and wasn't the point of being a spare act that you're supposed to remain sober the whole day just in case you do need to jump on stage? Well, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> this was after I knew that the last two acts of the day had arrived and were, in fact, sober and ready Clever. to go on. And then um, yeah, yeah. my drinking went from Carlsberg to... The little cocktails that you get in VIP sections. I've never been in a VIP section in my life. Aww. I was like, whatever they're drinking, I'll have six of them. <laughs> There's nothing like the sweet release. I don't, did, I don't know if you guys ever did Jonglers, but I hated every one of those gigs. And the only time I enjoyed it is when I was a spare and the last act turn up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm home. 
<laughs> I, I really wanted to go on, but I'm actually glad in a way that I didn't because I never would have had that longing chat with Craig David and really? got him to call yeah. in sick for me the next day. Could be the start of something. You don't know. You might meet him one day in a VIP area and be like, Craig, remember me? He is playing South End soon. He's doing a gig in the summer and I'm planning on going You've down got there. You've go. Yeah, you have I've to. I've got to do it, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> Offer your services as a tech person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a beautiful story. Sell it into the South End Echo. We need to make this happen. Oh, one second. Math's gone to go piss on someone else. No, I can't. (laughs) I'm just about to lose battery, so let's plug it in. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Right, let's go. Let's go to the next category. Wow, what a start. Um, And the category is family rituals. What are your weird family rituals? They don't have to be weird. They could just be funny. I don't know whether it's a ritual, but when I was a kid and we'd go on like the family holiday every year, my dad was one of these dads that, you know, you have to arrive two hours before a flight. Yeah. He'd arrive like several hours before the flight just to be safe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was this whole family ritual during the holiday of getting all our cases ready and then getting to the. We, we once got to uh, Alicante Airport Obviously, Alicante. Oh, I love Alicante. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I don't know if you've ever been to Alicante Airport. Oh, yeah. So, so much to do. Yeah. So much to do. <laughs> cool in it. There's nothing there, is there? So we got there. Um, it was six and a half hours early for the flight, which was then delayed by four hours. And <laughs> and when we arrived, he hadn't booked the taxi. He booked the taxi like the later later in the afternoon, so we had to wait. Uh, yes we had to wait out of county airport for ages and I I was smoking at the time and they didn't know I was smoking I've given up now I'm on the vape don't you know um Craig David convinced me to give up (laughs) (laughs) it's a beautiful chat before you were sick into your own hands and hoped you hadn't noticed (laughs) (laughs) it sounds ideal though mate to to be honest with you I'm jealous because my family holidays if I'd have had 10 hours in an airport I'd have been overjoyed (laughs) well I I mean, both my parents smoked, and this is the this is the clincher, right? So they both smoked. We we're in both airports for a considerable amount of time, um, and when we that we got to the villa eventually, unloaded our stuff, got ready, and it's evening time now. So we went out for a, for a dinner, a Chinese, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> you're in Spain. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after 24 hours of not being able to smoke and not being able to hide anywhere to smoke or anything, we had our meal and my dad was like, look, me and, me and your mum know you're smoking, go and have a fag. And I didn't know whether to fucking hug him or punch him in the face at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> so they let you survive through these hours and hours of delay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I like it. What a troll. I'm into it. I want to know why Math would have wanted to spend that long in the airport now. Because my childhood uh, holidays were literally uh, Cornwall or Devon. Never didn't see an airport till I was 16. With family or on a lad's trip? 16, no, that was with, uh, what did I do? I went to to Paris with my nan. (laughs) 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 The most romantic city in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Just the two of you, or no, no, and granddad, but yeah. you put a lock on the bridge. <laughs> we'll come back here one day, well, next year, probably because you know, time's ticking up. Yeah. Fucking hell, do you have to take, do you have to take the lift up the tower? <laughs> I'm not answering that, no comment. <laughs> well, we, we've learned some things already, haven't we? Helen, yeah. what were your family holidays like? 
Okay, very different. Like we did do Alicante for like three, four years when I was a teenager. But before that, my parents very liberal, very like um, not like Disneyland holidays, but very like learning. So by the time I was 12, I'd been to about four or five death camps. Um, oh, one, thanks for asking. Ten years old, Shangi Prison, Singapore, Japanese prisoner of war camp with an interactive experience where they turn off all the lights and you get screamed at in Japanese. I uh, really get to get into the shoes of being a Japanese prisoner of war. I can tell you now, not good. Um, a lot of battlefields, a um, lot of old trenches, a uh, lot like my Disneyland was riding the Kobe earthquake simulator at the Science Museum at the weekends. And that makes it sound like we grew up super smart because our parents were trying to make us smart and they just fucked it. I don't know how it happened. It wasn't like they weren't trying to ensure that we were like, dad works in sewage, my mum's learning support assistant. They were, they were trying to make us super like intelligent and they, it didn't work. <laughs> it's such a shame. But yeah, very different holidays. I'd say our family ritual was like, let's go see somewhere where loads of people were killed and scar the children. Harrowing. Yeah, that was the vibe. But I yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You became a comedian because that's Anyone what you do with trauma like that. For fun? <laughs> no, no, yeah, me, um, neither. me neither. Gross. <laughs> no, I went with my in-laws, my husband's, to Sachsenhausen, which Sachsenhausen was... in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, we booked the big camp oob like the umpar bar for afterwards because we thought we'd need something to look forward what? to yeah you can't go from the consecration camp to the umpire it, it, it's <laughs> it's too sharp a gradient it was yeah. like five of the saddest people in the world and also that's such a creepy death camp because it was like the first one and the longest one running like it didn't close down until the 70s like it's so creepy it's so horrible <laughs> and it, it felt like one of those things that people want to do but because you feel like you should but it was a that, but like yeah it, it was a bit of a buzzkill as a holiday destination I mean I, I learned a lot of stuff I think I genuinely rather spend the day at Auschwitz and then go to a beer garden than spend 10 hours of Ross's family at Alicante yeah. airport though yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like, that sounds mad that's like I'd rather go through a horrific holocaust experience and be with his family at Alicante but I stand by it yeah I, I mean I would yeah watching my dad smoke Lambert and Butler after Lambert and Butler when all you want is a Lambert and Butler so yeah Alicante concentration camps or Paris with your nan which one choose, choose your weapon right well again we've learned something in the train was it funny we don't know we don't know I mean I found their stories very funny yeah <laughs> But Paris with my nan is just too much. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if anything else comes out of this, that is the title of my next Edinburgh show. <laughs> We've done that for stand-up though, right? Going to Paris with your nan. Oh, you must. Yeah, you must. an easy 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> I'll be writing it this evening. So thank you very much for coming. Please do. It's a dream. There we go. You weren't sure what new material you had for outside the box. You yep, can do yep. this. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome. Right. I'm a bit scared of this. The category is inappropriate crushes. Inappropriate crushes. Yeah. Esther Manito said Michael Barrymore, just to give you an idea of the level. Are you freaking kidding? Michael no. Barrymore? She Absolutely. likes a tall man in a suit, she said. Presum oh, my God. He was, he was a dashing, very funny entertainer before, you know, 
the killing of the, the gay man. Before <laughs> the pool, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before yeah. the pool, before the pool, the alleged killing of the yeah, gay yeah. man that was never proven. I um, kind of know what Esther means though. That there's something about like entertainers on TV when you were younger, like Noel Edmonds, like his relationship with Blobby. I was always like, what a nice man. Like, his relationship. I fancied him. Well, I always thought of Blobby as sort of like a lovely, like special needs sidekick, and I was like, what a lovely man hiring someone. <laughs> father and son situation yeah. yeah it was kind of like that wasn't it and it was just like endlessly patient with the man in the costume it's really hard to see <laughs> i don't know if i have an inappropriate crush that was like famous but over the years since i was 10 to now at 30 i fall in love exclusively with gay men or men who 100 percent don't like me back so i can like fulfill my own tragic narrative and um i'd say it's inappropriate for a six foot one uh straight woman to be begging gay men uh, on pretty much every night out being like but why wouldn't it work we've got such yeah. fun personalities we both love disney yeah. just a kiss just a kiss see how it feels yeah. <laughs> and then we'll sing beauty and the beast why wouldn't it work you might make like disney but you both like dick that's where it's gonna go wrong <laughs> i've got long labia lips i have said this to so many guys i am willing to stretch and fashion into the dick of your choice Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> is it like a dog chasing a car though? What would you do if one of these people liked you back? Do you think you just run away? If I, oh no, yeah, because I've I've met a couple of guys that fancy me and they are fucked up. Like <laughs> really like wrong. Like wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> well. Very tricky balance, yeah. So, yep, um, Michael Barrymore. And uh, now this. Math, you look like a man that's fancied somebody inappropriately before. <laughs> that's, that's I'm just going to let it stand. I'm not going to I'm, I'm not gonna explain it. I'm just going to let it stand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say your nan, for God's sake. I had this, had this weird thing when I, was, when I was growing up, I suppose. I never, ever had a crush on anyone famous. Because in my mind, it would just never happen. So I thought, what's the bother of wasting all that energy? Fancy. Oh. I did fancy Patsy Kensit when she was, when I was young. I was Good choice. Yeah, right. I was really young though. I'd probably be, I don't know, 12 or something, 13 maybe. But that's, I, yeah, was, that's young. I suppose it is inappropriate. Inappropriate because <laughs> I was 12 and she was an adult. So, <laughs> we, could, we could class that as inappropriate, I'd imagine. Yeah. Very good. Um, I was talking to Ben Vandervelt on his podcast about the Cadbury's bunny from the caramel advert. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a sexy bunny. Yeah. And the fruit and nut bar that was a bit predatory. She was. I don't know the bar. No. You, you should Google that. She was she was a dirty little chocolate bar, that one. She <laughs> was a sexy lady. Like, I was in M&M World the other day because apparently that's essential shopping. It's fucking yeah. immense. And, uh, no, mainly because my friend's going out with one of the M&Ms, so sick. Sakisa, <laughs> she told us. Exactly, yeah. Okay, good. Sakisa's <laughs> going out with the m and then well, guy. And um, <laughs> I asked her, I was like, does he take the costume home? And she's like, why? I was like, I don't know. That's a good question. But if you go up to him, he'll give you free salted caramel M&Ms, which are lush. Um, they've got a character that's really sexy. The girl M&M, who's green. She is 
fit, like super fit. And then they've added in two more characters, one of which has definitely got depression and one that's got anxiety because they're both like, <laughs> just such a weird marketing choice like got the fit one now we need to cover mental health and then the and then the red and the yellow one the main characters are just like sexually promiscuous yeah like, always fucking someone else in a bed like a human <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> weird mark- i don't i didn't question it for years and then it just hit me one day that it's like how are they fucking and why are they always doing that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like coming across them in the bed with the wife. It's like, what were they doing? What were they doing yeah. in there? Like, some was kind of weird cannibalism. Oh my God. Right there. there he is. So that's one of the like the proper fucky ones. Yeah, that's look at his hair. This is, these are peanut butter M&Ms. And he's got a quiff of peanut butter. Where did you find those? They're in Ireland. Ah. They're incredible. I want, I want them. Ireland, I'll travel for it. <laughs> Essential travel. <laughs> yeah, it's food. I need food to survive. Survival <laughs> is essential. I'll come, come back. <laughs> Russ, come on. Who's your most inappropriate crush? Uh, Craig David. No. Uh, <laughs> Lois Griffin. Lois oh, Griffin, yeah. Lois like, Griffin. Yeah, okay. I didn't, didn't think nothing of it until there's one episode where she gets dressed up in like the BDSM gear, and I was like, okay, everyone leave the room now, please. <laughs> <laughs> when was this like last week or <laughs> about six months ago? Maybe I've just been a long <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> you know what's really pleasing is Ross, you actually do look a bit like Quagmire. <laughs> 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 just hit me that that could be like your quagmire like giggity giggling outside the bedroom looking at Lois like this is so great you buy one bed that spins around and everyone calls you quagmire <laughs> I feel like I can say that by the way because I really look like Chris Griffin so like <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. I don't I don't agree with either of why I wear earrings if yeah. I didn't wear these and put on a cap you'd be like what the fuck <laughs> Well, I'm just going to spin this and collect my thoughts. <laughs> I think we're doing super well, team. Oh, my God, so well. Can I be two seconds? Yeah, go for it. Well, he's doing that. You think about your favourite conspiracy theories. <laughs> I The best one you've ever heard. The worst one you've ever heard. I was, I've mentioned this on the podcast, so I, I know I, I'm not giving away any gold that we have to cut out. I was on a magnetic eyelash forum and they were talking about why they wouldn't get the vaccine. A magnetic eyelash forum. They were literally putting iron filings in their eyes, worrying that COVID te- had not been tested enough. I was like, girls, <laughs> we're putting iron filings in our literal eyes. <laughs> God fucking bless us. Bless us. <laughs> We can be such dumb bitches, man. Huns. There was a lot of hun energy in that group. <laughs> <laughs> Love hun. <laughs> oh, not being funny girls. They haven't been tested. Like, <laughs> you could lose an eye. <laughs> yeah, but in the name of looking fit, like yeah. it's so hard to figure out like what's more important. Do you know what I, I, mean? I was on there because I basically glued my eyes shut. <laughs> I was like, how do we get this up? You know the first rule of eyelash glue? You can no longer blink. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't blink. I could open my eye. It was it was very problematic. Anyway, math's back. We're talking about conspiracy theories. And okay. Helen, you can start. I mean, I 
I'm someone who will laugh at a conspiracy theory and then immediately believe it to be entirely true. Like, I spent years being like, people believe the earth's flat, what fucking losers? And then I was in a bath and I was like, but if it is, what's underneath it? Like, that level of, like, (laughs) thick. I've decided it's sand, by the way. But then, the most intense conspiracy theory for me, because I feel like I might have had something to do with it, was 31st of August, 1997. Uh, You guys will know it as... Diana's death day. Okay, yeah. I will refer to it as the day that I think I might have played a part in Diana's death. Um, <laughs> okay. Don't laugh. This could be serious. Okay. We will I, hear evidence. <laughs> I was on a family holiday in France with not just my nan, but other family members as well, because it's weird just to go with one grandparent. And Math didn't we, go with just one grandparent. To be clear, his granddad was there as well. Okay, that makes it fine then, doesn't it? Yeah, God, I, we'd like to take back all our comments from before. <laughs> and then, I'm going like, <laughs> to give him a point there. Just... What? No, why does he get a point? <laughs> <laughs> For being a loser? Hey, he was doing international travel with his grandparents. I went to a Japanese prisoner of war camp with my parents. And that is in your mind somehow better. Okay. Yes. So it's Princess Diana's death day. But I was like two um, streets away from where she died in that tunnel, staying at a hotel. And I was a sleepwalker at the time. And because, as we famously know, the queen killed her because she was having a Muslim baby fact and all the cameras were turned off so we couldn't see down the tunnel there were 20 cameras around and on the tunnel that night they all turned off the one they needed to get that particular image turned off 20 minutes before the collision happened no one has yet disproved there wasn't an english child walking through the tunnel in her pajamas confused and lost on the street of paris and diana loved kids and they swerved and then she died and i survived and that is literally the queen calling now I didn't even know she was having a Muslim baby. She fucking did. She did. (laughs) Sorry about that. That was my fault. I didn't mean to interrupt that. Absolutely. Who was it? Craig David. You you know, you ain't going to believe who it was, genuinely. It's Craig David. Oh my God. (laughs) It was Scott Robinson from Five. (laughs) Five and make you get down. Talk, talk to us more about this, please. I, call I, him back. <laughs> I, 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 I should call him back, shouldn't I? I, should, I, well, I don't know what he wants. <laughs> I work with him. I do a radio show and he does the drive time show. And I don't know why he's ringing me, but he's ringing me. Well, that. it's <laughs> one new point. <laughs> Come on. Cheers, Scott. See the one with the twisty 90s. Twisty nineties hair, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used yeah. to have that. He's, I mean, he's not anymore. Hair. No, <laughs> he's still got the blonde bits. Because I've got um, Mark from A One coming on in a couple of weeks to do the podcast. Have you? <laughs> yeah. I'll get Scott on for you. <laughs> you should. Oh, they should be on the same episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that will fight. Over Zoom, it'll be amazing. Bad for them, great for me. Um, I can get them both on. That'll be so life changing. I don't know if I'd ever recover. Um, Get Kenzie on it as well. (laughs) Get Kenzie on. (laughs) Kenzie, I said. Well, that's fine. That's funny. Do you know Kenzie? (laughs) No, I tell you, I do know. (laughs) This is the weirdest name dropping ever. Yes. Who who do you know? Richard Drummy from Go West. What the (laughs) fuck is happening? He comes. He comes to Kingston every week. 
when it's on anyway. To see the comedy or just hang yeah, out home? Yeah, no, just to oh. hang out outside. So just loves you. Yeah. <laughs> Reality comes every week. Well, Helen, who's your who's your celeb on your phone? I mean, I've saved some, I've served people drinks and I once gave a cigarette to Steve Coogan. That's pretty cool. Solicited or did you just... Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. He went, oh, can I have a cigarette? And I went, yes. And then was just like going through every Alan Partridge quote being like, don't say one, don't say one. Like it was very stressful for me. Did you resist? I did. I just resisted. I'm so proud of you. Number, we're not mates. I don't have any famous people number. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know what you've got to do next. Wow. What? Well, what a, what a segue. What a segue away from conspiracy theories <laughs> and Helen's belief that she was somehow part of Princess Diana's I know, but now I'm so, such a weirdo with conspiracy theories. I'm like, why did that conversation move on so quickly? Why was I being distracted away from it? Do you know what I mean? It's my same theory that I have that I'm in the Truman Show. Because then whenever I say it, people go quiet because obviously they're thinking, no, she's not. But then it just makes me think more so that you're actors and you're panicking because I've figured it out and that you don't know what to do live on the stream. It's too much. <laughs> so next- own, <laughs> I don't think I'm mentally well, am I? <laughs> it's been a long year, hasn't it? Basically. Um, so the next time you get asked this category, Helen Bauer will be your story. But today, what is it? Me or Ross? Either of you. Jump in. Um, I, well, one I heard the other day, which I think is a belter. And uh, so basically, um, have any of you guys had your vaccines yet? You're probably too young, aren't you? No. Well done. Well no, done. no to not having the vaccine. But also, I think I'm, I'm about on the threshold for it to right. be an option for me. Well, I'm excited. I heard the first one, yeah, first one about a month ago. And um, the theory that I heard was that people that get ill from having the, the vaccine, so like next 24 hours, 48 hours, you, you sort of get a mild dose of COVID, means you've actually had COVID and it's just bringing it back out. So if you don't have any side effects uh, from the vaccine, it means you've never had the COVID. That it's almost it? plausible, isn't it? It does sound plausible, but I have yeah. it's a load of bollocks. It's got to be, isn't it? Is it? Because I heard that and I just believed it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say something like that to Helen? Look at her face. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's the one I heard and I thought, that's like, same as you, Helen. I went, that sounds very plausible because I, I think I had it very early on. And then when really? I had the vaccine, I was ill for 48 hours. Well, it feels I'm too like, boring for someone to make up, doesn't it? Well, my mate, my, my mate that we were at the same time, he hasn't had covid and he didn't have any side effects so proven that's proven proven in the party of two isn't it i mean that's enough research isn't it that's enough to go to press with i reckon based on some of the stuff i've read (laughs) i do pr it's a day job i i go i go with that i publish it (laughs) oh i've done some terrible studies in my time as a pr person (laughs) Oh, it's like a sample size of seven and you're like the whole of Northern Ireland have never heard of Philip Schofield <laughs> he's on seven people <laughs> that counts well it does as long as you've got 2,000 respondents overall that's enough to go to press with, with data which is why you should never really believe anything that you read in the paper it's people like me put it there <laughs> yeah that's what they ask for it is misinformation yeah, you are ruined my childlike sense of belief in the world. This is horrible. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Ross, what about you? Northern Ireland do know about Philip Schofield then? I hope so. 
Thank God, yeah. Well, you type, yeah. It'd be terrible, wouldn't it? Imagine missing out on, on Pisco. Guess it. What a life. Oh, is that a PR term for Philip Scope? Is that his code name? That's what my mum calls him. Um... <laughs> I thought yeah. it was adorable. It's just a lovely nickname I've got for him. He doesn't know about it. Uh... <laughs> I don't think he wants to know either, to be honest with you. Probably not. He's, he's certainly not DMing me back about it. Um, Ross, anyway, do you believe uh, any conspiracy theory that you think has the ring of truth? What do you reckon? Well, a, a, a little while ago, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, usually, that was your first mistake. Yeah, I mean, usually with a pinch of salt. But I listened to the Elon Musk interview on there. The yeah. first one. He's done two now. I listened to the first one. And he was, you know, he knows his stuff, doesn't he, Elon Musk? He's a, he's a, a modern-day genius, really. Let's well, he's honest. a supervillain, is what he is. A supervillain. <laughs> well, this is, this is my point. So he, he thinks that eventually robots will rule the world essentially because we'll be able to download our brains into a computer yeah. and and what well, we're and we're already creating these incredible robots but what's going to happen is you'll end up giving them freedom of thought and then the robots will decide that we're just useless pissing shitting machines even in urinals front ways as a female well, i mean that's not useless that's resourceful and sexy yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Women can do anything, actually, Ross. Yeah. So I believe it. It's a niche Pornhub search, yeah. but it is there. I can't. <laughs> there's, um, there's an audience for everything. <laughs> because, but because he he said it, like I don't really believe in conspiracy theories. You know, actively anyway. You know, I believe that most things are probably bullshit, and that's the best way to live. But after listening to that podcast, I, I was fucking terrified man i didn't use a self-service checkout for like six weeks afterwards <laughs> anything with a slightly robotic voice and i'm just completely yeah scared shitless yeah so that's the only thing i do believe that robots will take over the world i also believe that aliens exist and that's yeah, about as far sure. as it goes yeah i think yeah i think it's more rational to believe that they do rather than to believe that we are the best that the universe could do i mean no disrespect to us but we're quite shit <laughs> also, we know there are aliens because they had an alien encounter in Spice World the movie and they weren't in the credits <laughs> <laughs> what so your theory is they weren't played by actors real aliens were hired it's not a theory it's true okay don't come at me <laughs> I mean I, I want a podcast of just your theories they're not conspiracies they're just truths hell about it, his thick, truths the thick girl who breathes through her mouth says what she thinks <laughs> I think everything's real. Hi. <laughs> so bad. Well, uh, outstanding scenes. Right, okay. We've got time for one more category. Unpopular opinions. It's my favourite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably that the Queen was killed Diana because she was having a Muslim baby. <laughs> I don't think that opinion is unpopular. It's not founded in any robust evidence, but I think there's an audience for it. <laughs> I, I love Big Bang Theory. Oh, no. Yeah. I watch Big Bang Theory. I'm like getting... Particularly yeah. in comedy, that is like the worst thing you can say to another comedian. I don't admit it. If anyone, when they're talking about how shit it is, I agree with them. But the, the oh, no. is, you haven't got the I, courage I, of your convictions. I, 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 I love it. 
And, you know, I'd appreciate it if this didn't you know get like the edit, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, Ross, I'm actually going to stand by you here because I watched the whole thing and I put it in my Instagram stories after I was doing stand-up and then I got com- comedians messaging being like, you should watch this instead, this is shit. And it's like, have you even seen it, though? Do you know <laughs> it or not? Oh, I yeah. can't stand people who try to reverse engineer your own experience. So, like, no, you couldn't have possibly found that funny. It's, well, how come I did, though? You yeah. can't change my mind. <laughs> it felt like that when I said I enjoyed Suicide Squad and loads of people on the internet told me I didn't. And it was like, how do you know? <laughs> Very basic. Margaret Robbie looks amazing. So, you know, why can't we all just enjoy what we enjoy? But well, see, it, I'm saying I, I think Monty Python's absolute shit. Whoa. Again. I, 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 think, I think Life of Brian is brilliant. But yeah. I think the series is absolute dog shit. This is like, Ross was like, what are you going to do? You're going to use any of the video? And I'm, yeah, I'm going to cut this whole thing. I'm going to drop it in Comedy Collective and I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> no, but I've, I, can I get an extra point because I know why the series is shit? Mm-hmm. Well, tell us and we'll see if we agree. So um, I agree with you. The series, apart from a very few sketches that get plucked out, is in general shit because it was written weekly and then put out that week so they're making very specific satirical comments which we just wouldn't know because it's based on literally that week's news because like i love the films so then i got myself like a dvd box set of flying circus and i was like this is unwatchable but it's because i don't fucking get it because you have to have been living in that time so can i have a point please It's getting a bit sad now, isn't it? I don't know, I don't know that, that was how they, they made it, but you're right. Because yeah. maybe three sketches, the rest of it is rubbish. So you've got the parrot sketch, which even goes on too long. Let's yeah. be honest. The <laughs> argument clinic's good. Don't know that one. That's Ministry of City Walks is classic. Yeah. Or the four Yorkshiremen. Four Yorkshiremen. Okay, and that's it, right? We're Ross wants to be too there. cool to defend it, but you can tell he's upset. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the problem the problem that you've got is is that you haven't watched it with enough marijuana in your body I think yeah if you, uh, if you, it, it is a lot more palatable when you have you, you are stoned I oh, will go out and say that uh, well oh I wouldn't disagree with that I suppose yeah <laughs> Any more unpopular opinions? Because we've we've gone very specific to comedy. But before I close the shop, you don't know what the points are. Just right. saying. Yeah. Just trying I'm to trying to think what's an um, what is a popular opinion that I can pretend to be against <laughs> for the sake of this. Like... That's that's not how it works. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> be your authentic self, Helen. It's enough. Uh, is it though? <laughs> it is so oh. enough. Can you give us an example of previous um, um Yeah, that would be really movies? useful. And then we could just piggyback off the back of that and you can edit this in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's been a real range. Um, Alice Fraser hated emojis. Robin Ince didn't like the film Mean Girls. I can't remember what Rich Wilson said, that it was abhorrent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as you well can imagine. He also had some brilliant stories from Wish Chop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've always thought I'd enjoy living in a cult because I wouldn't have to worry about like council tax and pensions and stuff. I always thought, well, it'll all be taken care of, then they'll just kill you towards the end. 
And I always thought that seemed quite relaxing. But the quality of life until you are killed. Yeah, I did think quite it's nice. nice not to have to really like plan anything because they sort of do everything for you. Like a big <laughs> baby with no thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a big stupid baby. <laughs> ironically, ironically, that is what happened to Princess Diana as well. <gasps> you take that back! <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, because babies walk through landmines twice to get the right photo. Come on! <laughs> I love it. You're defending it, but also very self-aware. I, I, this, this, um, yeah, well, well, unbelievably, we've come to the end of the game. So let's go round and talk about what we're doing and where we can find you, because I'm sure people are dying to hear more of all of these hot takes. So we'll start with math. What are you doing with yourself at the moment? Oh, literally nothing. It's, <laughs> it's that time of, because we had, I had a uh, load of gigs booked from April 12th, but I'm sure we all did. And I had literally a full diary from the 12th right the way through to maybe July, August. And um, they obviously they, they changed the rules and made them up just from not even doing any research whatsoever. Um, so we haven't got any gigs till 17th of May. So we've done a few Zoom gigs. We're going to probably have one more Zoom gig, hopefully to say goodbye to that. And that will probably be the Monday before the first Mock the Week record, which is on the Eid. Ooh! What's the uh, clang of, of Mock no, the I'm Week? No, I'm not on it. I'm not on it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sub again for every fucking episode. Which means <laughs> I have to write for five days, but then just throw all that fucking work in the bin because I don't get on because somebody's not not well. Who do I, we have to kill to get you on? It doesn't matter. Think? Any one of them. Just not Dara. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it's like to be a spare act, man. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, so we'll be gigging again from the 17th of May. So it's just uh, at Math Brown and on Instagram and Twitter. Maybe more Instagram than anything else if you, if you really asked. Cool. And Helen, what about you? Where can we find you? What are you doing with yourself? Um, similar to Math, but I'm going to be continuing to do gig lists online with Catherine Bohart. So we're going to like keep it going we've got we've got one live date coming up um and we're gonna see how that goes and then i've got a podcast with rosie jones called daddy look at me which should be coming back for season five soon and then yeah but just follow me online because everything's on there it's just at helen burbauer b-a-b-a-u-e-r because there's another helen bauer but follow her she's who is she she's this is so weird she obviously she's german like helen bauer like so german She lives in Berlin, but um, she always forwards everything to me, unless it's insulting. And, really <laughs> and then, because um, obviously I lived in Germany, I, I started doing stand-up there. She comes to shows now whenever I go back. Yeah, oh, so that's a lovely really story. Cool. Yeah, yeah I, well, I went to Berlin last summer. Yeah, last, not last summer, summer No, you didn't, not last summer. Yeah, not last summer before. But the, and I, we did this little tour thing on Segways, and we went past two purpose-built comedy clubs. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Amsterdam was one of my favourite gigs to do. They loved it. And I didn't know if they'd get it because they, they, they looked quite stoic when I arrived, but they went mad for it. It was, it was a joy. Mm. Can recommend Amsterdam. And also, Ross, you say you've quit smoking. If you go gig in Berlin, you can still smoke in the audience and on stage at some of the shows. So you so could just passively Berlin. enjoy the old times. Oh, it's not, I, when I started, I'd smoke in. on stage without pure nerves and I've got to go outside <laughs> the venue and it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> And Ross, what are you doing? Summer uh, fates. <laughs> summer fates, yeah. So uh, I, 
Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm doing some online gigs as well with Russell Kane. We've been doing them since January, uh, raising money for Rethink Mental Illness, uh, which is obviously a charity that's a lot more, you know, important now. So uh, with all the lockdown and everything, so it's, it's been fun to do those. Uh, we've got one more on Sunday, may or may not be the last one, depending on where the gigs start up again. Um, I run gigs as well uh, around the Essex area. We are currently putting on Little Smashes Village Fate in a small garden somewhere <laughs> uh, with comedy tombola and Bat the Rat and, I mean, you know, right between the lines. Jumble. Bat- There's bric-a-brac everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All the stall holds have got type five. <laughs> Can't move for bric-a-brac in Essex, mate. <laughs> Like a drug cartel front to me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prohibition era comedy. This is ir- I love ironically, it. comedy is as illegal as a drug cartel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Fifty people in a beer garden. Give one of a microphone. Uh, illegal, apparently. So we're doing it acapella. No yeah. microphone. No music. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and then gigs will continue. Hopefully after everything you know there'll be gigs happening but i'm on instagram the ross mcgrain i'm on twitter ross mcgrain um and facebook and all that gubbins and i'm on the radio as well if you're in the essex area with scott robinson from vibe yeah well he's on the other show he's on the more, more popular show I'm adjacent. On the week- weekend breakfast we're on Vibe um, adjacent uh- <laughs> <laughs> well this was an extraordinary game in a lot of senses um helen you absolutely romped victory with 23 points <laughs> so <laughs> What? That's a high-scoring round. I, I thought I, I had no points until I begged for one at the end. No, no, it, it, it requires me to find it funny or interesting, and I found your views funny and interesting and disturbing. But uh, fuck you guys, I win. <laughs> and you guys were just languishing on thirteen and fourteen. She ran away with it. Oh. Your girl loves an overshare. I, you know. <laughs> Yeah, got a true, point yeah. for every inch of your labia. Yeah. <laughs> every single one. There were, there were points where I wasn't sure whether Helen was aware that we were human beings in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put ideas in her head. She's going to worry about so that. I'm right. I'm so... When the sun goes behind the cloud, I think there's a spotlight dipping sometimes. I'm not fucking <laughs> This is just reinforced the view that she's a star of her own film. totally i'd watch it all day (laughs) you can't you're in it what i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for playing it has been unreal um you have been listening to comedy arcade and you are all free to go (laughs) thanks for listening to the comedy arcade there'll be a new episode next thursday with new balls and new guests if you liked it like us any way you can and subscribe and tell all your friends. Also, tell us. We're in all the usual places on all the social media. And if you didn't, this is reasons to be cheerful. Aren't you sorry you didn't pick Chaos with Ed Miliband now? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.